0: Hey, so before you go, I want to let you know that on Thursday, March 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern, I'm hosting an open house for anyone interested in learning more about exactly how we help our clients sell five-figure web design projects and create consistent revenue. You can register for the open house at webdesigneracademy.com forward slash open house. It's going to be super low-key and I'll be breaking down what's really in the way of you selling five-figure web design projects, creating consistent revenue, or just reaching that next level of your web design business. I'll talk about how to know if your web design business is ready for a hands-on business coaching program like the Web Designer Academy or our Next Level Mastermind. I'll walk you through both of our Web Designer Academy and Next Level programs they're for and explain exactly what you'll do during our time working together i'll share the financial investment the time investment and what's included when you work with us i'll tell you how to apply and give you all of the important dates around the application and our current open enrollment period and all of the bonuses around that and then we'll have plenty of time for my favorite part q a So just go to webdesigneracademy.com forward slash open house to save your spot today. There will be a replay sent out to anyone who registers if you can't make it live. So that's webdesigneracademy.com forward slash open house. And I'll see you there. Bye. Welcome to The Profitable Web Designer, a podcast for web designers who want to work less and make more money. I'm your host, Shannon Mattern, founder of the Web Designer Academy, where we've helped hundreds of web designers stop undercharging, overworking, and create profitable, sustainable web design businesses. Hey, so really quick, I have something I am so excited to share with you we have launched a premium edition of the Profitable Web Designer Podcast. I have an archive of over 180 transformational web design business coaching call recordings Full of gold that until now have only been available in a private podcast feed to Web Designer Academy students. But now we're giving you, our valued profitable web designer podcast listeners, the opportunity to upgrade to Profitable Web Designer Premium and get a drop of the first 10 coaching call replays in the archive as soon as you sign up, and then two new episodes every single week thereafter. Overflowing with mindset and strategy on topics like pricing, marketing, getting clients, managing difficult clients, and so much more. And when you subscribe, you will lock in our special profitable web designer premium founding member price of just $10 a month. And you can cancel anytime. Yes, you heard that right. Just $10 a month for as long as you're a subscriber. And you can cancel anytime. And what you hear, in profitable web designer premium could completely transform your web design business forever so go to webdesigneracademy.com forward slash premium to subscribe now and you will get a drop of the first 10 episodes immediately as soon as you subscribe this exclusive founding member offer goes away soon so head over to webdesigneracademy.com Forward slash premium to subscribe now. That's webdesigneracademy.com forward slash premium. Okay, back to the show. Welcome back to the Profitable Web Designer Podcast. And today I am joined by Web Designer Academy student Caitlin, who is here to Share with you guys her web design business journey, and what that has looked like for her. So Caitlin, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about all of this.
0: Yeah, so tell me a little bit about like your backstory like how what was your career path leading you to becoming a freelance web designer
1: So I had always been into art as a kid, and then it was still. F- Fairly revolutionary that my high school ended up having a Mac lab that taught graphic design. And so I was able to go into like looking at colleges to study graphic design as like a way that would actually make money as an artist. And so I went to school for it and then I ended up in two different long term jobs in print publications. So one was a weekly business journal, then a monthly magazine. And then the one more recently was also a monthly magazine in a different area of the country. So I was kind of in print for a long time. And as many people sort of say, 2020 hit and I had been at the company for five years and I had about a, he was about one at the time. So like I had a little son and like the whole life was just like, what am I doing? And in between the two jobs, I had freelanced around New York City for a bit. So I knew that there were like ways to do contract work that worked. So at the time, summer of 2020, nobody was really hiring full-time positions. I didn't really want to go through the whole interview process again. So I decided I had found this world online that people were helping other people digitally, virtually, all that kind of stuff. And so I took the leap. I quit my job and I did not really know what I was building. I just sort of knew that I had a skill <laughs> that I could offer other people. So that's how I got started. It was October of 2020. I just kind of took the leap of faith and jumped in.
0: I love that you're like, I knew I had a skill that was valuable. That's just so powerful to know that you're like, oh, this thing I do, not everybody can do it. And the eye for design and the like, I know one of the things that we've talked about in our coaching is you're just like, I like to make ugly websites pretty. Like, <laughs> like it's your superpower. And it's just so cool to hear what led you here. So Tell me about after you quit your job and you are just like, okay, I'm starting a business. Like, Tell me what were some of those first early steps that you took to, just to get started?
1: Yeah. So it was definitely like... It's hard to even remember because it was sort of like that like huge rush of like... I spent months trying to decide if I was going to quit this job or not. <laughs> and so I kind of took October to December to just sort of like figure things out. And then I ended up similar to um, what Julie Taylor says. I think you've said it too. Is like, just start saying that you're a web designer. And so I had an aunt, I had a friend, I had a couple of people were like, well, I need this. And so my first couple of projects were all sort of within my network. And then I think February of 21, I joined the chamber of commerce. So that was sort of like, like the steps of like, start getting in front of people. I never really went down the the path of trying to find everybody with social media posting i sort of always kind of went word of mouth is what i started with and bringing that publication design where you're taking such dense stuff to make it readable through 100 pages really helped set up how i could build a website because it's it's user experience just in a different way so there's so much learning i did a lot of learning but and I managed the magazine almost start to finish in terms of my department. So project management. But again, doing it all by myself <laughs> was a big shift <laughs> when there was nobody else. Also, just nobody else to like bounce ideas off of, of like, should we be doing this? Should we be doing that? I was like, oh, it's just me.
0: <laughs> it's so interesting because I, I had that conversation with Kate Noonham, who's also another Web Designer Academy student about just like the shift that you go through when you're like, oh, I get to make all the decisions, but now I'm responsible for all the decisions that are made. And like that shift that you go through of being like, am I even qualified to be responsible to making these decisions? To like the, oh, I know how to make good decisions. Like that transition from like distributing the responsibility between all of the players at your corporate job or whatever all the people that have to sign off on things to being the only one and really stepping into like trusting yourself to mm-hmm. be like that you have a good decision making process i think that's it's interesting that you bring that up because i think that's one of the those things about transitioning from a corporate job to solo solo web designer yep. solo designer yep. that we don't realize it like impacts us. <laughs> <laughs> I also love what you said about how you're like, oh, I just I, I told people I was a web designer, and I started with my inner circle, and then I like stepped out from there. Marketing is that easy. It is literally that simple to just tell people you're a web designer.
1: <laughs> that is your main strategy. What well, you've been telling me now for two years. So <laughs>
0: that, like, for for those of you listening, if you want to know what our marketing strategy in the Web Designer Academy is, it is out. Reach out to people. Tell them you're a web designer. <laughs> it's simple, but it brings up all of our stuff a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that, like, just brings up all of the stuff that we get to work on to really have the business <laughs> that we want to have. So you were booking clients early on through word of mouth, doing projects for friends and family and referrals. What were some of your early challenges when you first started? Like you, you seemed to get clients pretty easily just by following that 101 marketing strategy. <laughs> what were some of the yeah. early challenges you experienced?
1: early challenges were definitely pricing, like keeping up the project going and like having like a set system. And so that's really where I was struggling. And like, you know, that was two years ago. So it's a little bit hard to remember, but I just remember like things just like kind of would go on and and I would get in my head a lot, a lot of just like, is this good enough? Is this worth what I was charging? And just that idea that like, also then like, how is this ever going to be profitable? Because it was working. I was finding people. They were all loving what I was doing. And so, but there was just a lot going on in between my ears.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is so normal. Like, so normal. And one of the things that I love about you is you're like, there's a lot going on between my ears. And I would like some support sorting through all of this into what is like fact and what is fiction. And how can I think about this in a way that's going to empower me instead of Disempower me. that is like my favorite thing about you that, like Caitlin never passes an opportunity to get support with whatever might be going on with her in that moment. and and you have grown by leaps and bounds since joining our program when you did. it is just I love watching the transformation, and I know sometimes you think like I don't, I think there's still a lot going on in here. It's just different okay. stuff. It's, it's new levels, new stuff. So,
1: yep.
0: let's talk about pricing because I think that is one of my favorite things to talk about. What were your thoughts about your pricing like back then before coming to work with us?
1: It's funny you say like new levels, same devils or whatever. <laughs> it's like, yes. it's the same thought because I still, you know, you've, showed me and helped me raise my rates. But it's the same thought of like, no one's going to pay this. And then going through... What were you
0: charging in the beginning when you're like, no one's going to pay this?
1: So the very first website I did, I think I charged $500. <laughs> yeah. And that included the logo. I mean, again, it it actually it doesn't exist anymore. I think he Again, I didn't know full, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know fully what I was doing. So he didn't stand for any maintenance or anything. And so, you know, like, anyway, so then the next one I think was like a thousand. And then like, I was kind of in between that for a while. And then I got up to about 3000, which was pretty good. But then once I did join your program, you have that whole sheet of, like, figuring out, like, what you need to pay in taxes and what you need to, like, be paying yourself and what your expenses are. I was like, oh, that's not going to (laughs) work unless it's a smaller package. I was giving away the kitchen sink at $3,000. So that's kind of how it was where you're getting, like, the brand, all of it, you know, and so...
0: What you just described as the journey that I went on, I think it's the journey most people go on, where especially if you're coming from a corporate environment where someone's like paying you hourly or salary or whatever to do a job and then you become the one charging, and you're charging these, you know, higher and higher amounts. And it's like that employee to entrepreneur mindset. It's like, oh, someone else is telling me what I'm worth. Because mm-hmm. they hired me, and now I have to tell them it, the thought error, the mindset error that we make <laughs> in the shift is like, oh, now I have to tell someone that I'm worth three thousand yeah. dollars, or five hundred dollars, or a thousand, or ten thousand. But it's not; we're not selling us, and that's mm-hmm. the shift, like that we have to make in our brains. That it's like, oh, I'm not selling me. I'm not selling myself. It's not about my worth. It's not about my value. It is about the client and what they value and who they are and what they want and what they can create and how this can help them. And it's not something, I don't think it's a shift that like happens overnight. Mm -mm. What is your experience in like making, like navigating that shift? <laughs> I think yeah. That it, <laughs> I mean it's a question. lot. It's been a <laughs> lot
1: of just like showing up for your calls. It's building that sort of like network of people that do this because again, like I have the very best friends in the world, but they all work for people. Yeah. So to find the Web Designer Academy, the community, I have a couple other like other online communities where I've found some really great women that are just they get it where I can just, you know, vox them. It's like, I can't charge this. And they're like, why not? Like, so it is, it's just that it's like, it's finding the safe space to figure it out because it's, it's a journey and it's, as I'm learning, it's never done because as I get better, my value needs to continue to raise. And I keep thinking you said to me the other day, it was like, everyone, like businesses are supposed to be profitable. Like people expect you to make profit if you're in business, and so it's just it's like such like a silly light bulb moment. It's like you expect Apple to have profits every year. Why can't Caitlin Harrison Creative have profits every year?
0: <laughs> exactly. And the other thing that I I think that makes you so successful, when you set these goals and you reach them. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, I can't charge that much. I can't charge that much. But you never believe yourself. It's like, that might be your first thought, yep. but you never believe yourself because you're like, okay, well, I'm thinking this. I'm going to reach out to people in my network, my peers, my colleagues, my mentors, and tell or them heard- what I'm thinking. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Well, I had heard once that, and I think it was about almost anything, but like the first thought in your head is always whatever society has told you. And then you have to listen for the second one. So like when oh, it comes to like judging other women <laughs> like whatever your first thought is so like I can't charge that much and then I'm like well yeah, like other people you know so it's like that first thought is always something from somebody else
0: <laughs> You just blew my mind right now. You literally just like blew my mind. <laughs> that is like next level thinking right there <laughs> to just be like oh the first thought is something else someone told me that's not true. That's not me. Like, that's not true. It's what comes after that's me. That's genius, Caitlin. <laughs> that's like going to be pulled out as the quotable for this episode, just by the way.
1: <laughs> I wish I could remember where I heard it. I've heard it a few different times. So, and it's usually about different things, you know, it's like judging other women, sure. judging things, but like your judgments in general. But I mean, thinking I'm not worth it is also a judgment. So,
0: yes. And you don't have to believe it because it's not yours. Yeah it's mm-hmm. not yours. Oh, that's that's brilliant. And you have completely like shifted your pricing. I think the other thing that I've seen you do is like not make other people's decisions mean something about you. I think that that was one of the big things that that we worked on and continue to work on are like the stories that we tell ourselves in the silence of yes. the space between making the offer and getting a response or the space between reaching out to someone and getting a response or never getting a response. Tell me some of the things that you, some of your first thoughts about those things that you were having in like the early days of doing this outreach and how those have changed for you now. I think it's a couple of things.
1: I think part of it is the idea that the silence means something about me is tied into a bit of that employee mindset that i've been deconstructing for two almost three years because when i was trying to leave my first long-term job in my 20s you know i was all the excuses it was new york city that so the competition rate is so much higher but i went on like 10 interviews and never hurt back and like that's kind of the way it is it's like they don't even tell you like if you've Track yourself into the office, take all of your time, do test projects, which I hate those, <laughs> like, because if you're trying to design it in a vacuum without any sort of sense of the company, but anyway, so I did that for like a year, two years to get out. And I finally got like a temp job and then I freelanced for a year, but there's so much of that silence usually means we didn't choose you. We didn't pick you. And so... In terms of, I said, you know, same idea. It's like, I'm sending out these proposals. We didn't choose you, we didn't pick you. But then there are, I've had opportunities because the client-contractor relationship is so different that they'll tell you more. You know, one person had something fall through on their business end and they want to hire me next year. Or, you know, like there's usually so many other reasons that are not me or my rates, which is usually, again, that value, that worth. (laughs) So... It's it's kind of all tied into that. Like, you didn't pick me and trying, I mean, it's still a struggle, trying to not take it personally.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that we wish for when we're trying to change something or grow in our business is like, oh, I, I just wish I didn't think that anymore. Or if I just, you know, why can't I stop thinking this? Or I should be over this by now. And the truth is that like you just have to get really good at doing exactly what you just said is like knowing that it's your first thought that it's always going to be there that's probably always going to be your knee jerk reaction and just being like okay here's what happens when i send out a proposal the first thing i think is that they didn't pick me check okay what's the, what's next <laughs> you know <laughs> like because i i do the same thing and it is it's really just like let's not believe everything we think And we always say in the Web Designer Academy, if we're going to tell stories, let's tell good ones. Like, (laughs) let's tell empowering ones.
1: It is hard because the negative is the default. I think. Just
0: yes, I think, Mm -hmm. and I just think it's normal. And I think it's like, okay, now we have to like override normal. Mm -hmm. So, how did you find the Web Designer Academy? Do you remember?
1: So it's a little bit of like a domino effect, which has kind of been everything since I decided both companies, but more recently with the magazine here, I was updating and posting in the WordPress site. We just had hired a developer to build it. So I'd already been working a little bit in WordPress and I found Julia Taylor's Geek Pack that summer of 2020. And that's also, that's really how it opened up that idea that like, there are tons of people doing this. And there are people that are starting from scratch that have never been a designer. So I also sort of knew... Because first I'd heard about being a VA and I was like, well, I know that that would be like a step back because I don't really need to do admin stuff. I can do the next level up for people. And so I joined Geek Pack. And then it must have been November of 21 when you did... She sent it out to her email list of like, hey, check out this webinar or however you're, you're presenting it, workshop. And so I went to it, and that's how I found you. Was that she shared it to her email list, and so I just like credit that I found. I think and I found I think through like a oh at an ad for Geek Pack on Facebook or a Facebook group mentioned it, and so
0: I love that. And that's just like Julia is one of those people who I like intentionally lightly stalked her on the internet and then cultivated a relationship with with her, <laughs> and. We collaborate to promote each other because she she is a brilliant human and she is just like she teaches WordPress and she teaches like in a more in-depth way than what I was teaching DIYers with my free five-day website challenge, because kind of like two totally different audiences or purposes there. And I'm like, oh. Well, she teaches people how to build websites. I teach people how to build web design businesses. Mm-hmm. We should be referring people to each other and we should be cross promoting each other. And so that's another one of the strategies that we teach in the Web Designer Academy like build relationships with people who serve the clients you want to work with, add value to those relationships, and then ask for the promotion or the referrals or whatever and they also just happen naturally and organically too. So I love that that brought me like when I think of like who are my best clients like your face pops into my head exactly. when I'm like writing copy and I'm thinking about like who who are my people. It's like it's a beautiful thing to think that you know relationships just are so so valuable mm-hmm. in our business. So I love that you found us that way. What ultimately made you decide to join the Web Designer Academy?
1: So originally in Julia, like back then, Julia has always had sort of like the basics of getting a business started. I know that Erica has helped redesign and there is a new curriculum. I haven't gone back into it. I've looked at some of it and it's it is much more improved on the business side, but it still felt like when I was sitting at the end of 2021, I was like, I know that I need to make this scalable. I need to have systems. I sort of wanted that... The first piece was that sort of like business in a box that you were offering. Yeah. I definitely was very, very afraid of the investment when that came <laughs> at the end. I watched it for like, I think I watched it live and it was like, no. But then over that weekend, I kept opening up and watching the replay. And the thing I watched the replay the most of was the student panel because it was like Barb, it was Erica, there was a, a couple other people, like the stuff that they were saying about where they were and where they went. And I was like, "This is what I need," and I was terrified <laughs> because it was a huge, for, especially for what I was making. It was a pretty sizable commitment because it's a tw- you know twelve months. You can't back yeah. out, and all you know. It's like it was truly like committing to. My husband has said it once when we when I was first like quitting and getting started. Is like that I'm building a business. I'm not a freelancer.
0: Yes, because like
1: there's two very different things. Especially because he's he's also a designer, so it's like. That idea that like a freelancer can pop around and be contract here, contract there, contract there. I wanted to build a business where it's a service and a thing, you know, because I mean, I again, I could probably make a ton of money as a freelancer who bounces around to businesses' needs, but that wasn't the approach. And so if I was going all in on this business idea a year into being in business, so I ultimately said yes <laughs> and joined in December of 21. So.
0: I love that you brought up that you were like, immediately like, no way. Nope. And then... (laughs) I did it. I I closed it. I was like, nope. (laughs) Here's the thing. This is another reason why I'm like, why you've created what you've created so far is that you realized that it was like a commitment you were making to yourself for a year and an investment. I don't know if you really felt it at the time that you made it, but it is an investment that you're making in yourself. And it's like, that's how I want your clients to feel when they're working with you is that they're not paying Caitlin Harrison money. They are making an investment in their business through you. And that's how I think about when you guys make the bold decision to join the Web Designer Academy. It's like... You're not paying me for my worth and my value. You are investing in something that you want and committing to that. And that's why we're we're not month to month like it's very intentionally designed that it's like we want you to be all in on you, not all in on us, like all in on you. So if you're gonna like come and work with us, you're gonna make that commitment to yourself and your business and then we're going to help you with all of the stuff <laughs> that comes up along the way yeah. as you as you make that commitment. So I love that you were just like, "Nope," and here you are, just like thriving. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, like I like I just distinctly remember I said, "No way, too much, gotta go," and then like a day later, I was like opening up the web browser and I was like scanning through to like. And I was like, but how
0: could I make this work? <laughs> right? And again,
1: the first thing was that commitment to the money and not necessarily to myself, but that like, well, yeah. crap, my bank account's going to need X amount every month yeah. in there for when she pulls that, that auto fee, but <laughs> it turned into so much more. And it worked out also at the same time that you were revamping. And so I cleared my schedule as much as I could in January and February to do things live and just yeah. really, that's when it was like, you're going to commit of like, at the time, I think I only had one client going on anyway, but it was like, you're really going to commit and so I did.
0: <laughs> what are you most proud of creating during your time with us or transforming or doing? What are you most proud of?
1: I mean, I think that, I mean, the systems and the packages and all that, like that, how like is all great, but it really feels like I don't know what Caitlin of 2020, who that person is anymore. Like, yes. ah, <laughs> uh, tell me more about that. It's just like, I think about, again, I think the biggest shift is that employee to business owner shift of like, there's still very much people pleaser, scared of people rejecting me, all that kind of stuff. But I had not let it go, but I like live with it differently than like, I was scared of everything. I was scared of getting fired. I was scared of pissing my boss off. I was scared of messing up in the magazine. Like, it was just like, I was scared a lot and I'm still scared. but. <laughs> in different ways. And just like the shift in that idea of, and like money is energy and money is coming. And when I quit my job, it was like, I would have to do literally nothing to not make something happen. And now it feels like with this is in place. It's like, well, this year, there's no reason I can't hit six figures. And it's like, that's crazy. <laughs> like two years ago, like Three years ago? No way. When I have thought, like, just effortlessly, like, oh, that's possible for me.
0: That just gave me chills, like, from going from I can't charge that much to being like, there's no reason why I can't hit six figures this year. Like, that's huge. That is a huge shift. And as you were talking, I was thinking about something that I wrote down while I was like kind of doing some of my own like thought work this morning. And it was the money I create is a result of the value I create for others. Mm-hmm. And like, if we can think about our pricing like that, or like when we make offers like that, it's like, of course you could hit six figures. You are creating that much value and 10 times much as much for other people. I love that you're like, templates and systems and processes are great, but I'm a different person. That is like the whole point of the Web Designer Academy. <laughs>
1: The the reason I bought was for that business in a box and it turned out to be so much more.
0: (laughs) I call that the benevolent bait and switch. (laughs) 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 I'm like, I'm going to sell you what you think you need and I'm going to give you what you actually need. (laughs) Uh, I love it. So what does your business look like today? Tell us like what does it look like? Who do you work with? Like what are your favorite things to do?
1: So my favorite thing and I'm like, you know, constantly trying to figure it out and make sure that it all makes sense, but I love taking websites that are okay and elevating them into something completely different. So and it tends to be for I say local, but like not necessarily local to me, local service-based businesses. So a brick and mortar, a lawyer, accountants, chiropractors, things like that. Those are the people I end up talking with. And, you know, they all end up having websites that like are okay. And then when I get in there and like, not only do I update the systems, because usually the back end is a mess. Because if it looks okay on the front end, but nobody's touched it in the back, I mean, good Lord.
0: <laughs> but it's like a bad haircut. That,
1: <laughs> that transformation, because... And I push back against some of that messaging of like, your website doesn't have to be pretty. And I think that it absolutely does because we are a visual society and you have less than like a second to get people's attention. If they get to your site and they don't know what to do or who you are, you know, it's like, there's no point. So that's what I love to do. I also love to help people get started right away if they want. So I, I've done people like a couple websites where they want to show up at the peak and not spend those DIY years of like, they cobbled it together, which again, I also tell people, if you don't have money, just get it done. Get something up there. It's better than having no website at all. But there are people that want to get, get, like be elevated right out of the gate. And so I love to help those people as well.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love that. Elevate right out of the gate. Like, <laughs> I just love hearing the confidence in your voice when you're just like, some people say this over here. I don't believe that. Like, this is why I do what I do because we are a visual society and things people need to be able to know exactly what they need to do next immediately and what have your clients been able to create as a result of working with you
1: so usually it is that idea that they're not afraid to show their website to people one of the lawyer sites i did you know they have a lot of information they are immigration lawyers so there's lots of like there's so many types of visas, which I didn't know until I was building those pages, but that's now it's like a resource. So instead of like, if you were coming in off the street, that they can send you to this resource that is user friendly to find out what visa or even just get more information on where you need to go next The you know, links to the federal documents and all that kind of stuff. So that sort of like, f a q section I've found has been really powerful for the last few clients of just like not necessarily answering questions so that they don't have to, but that they have it to pull up right and readily. so I think it's all it's mostly that it's the ability to have like a hub that really functions for them
0: yeah, it's like a huge asset to their business in multiple ways, like establishing their credibility in the space like being a resource that helps people that also saves them time on the back end and that they're like super proud of and want to send people there and they get like when people have a good experience interacting with their technology they're going to have a good experience interacting with the people behind it and like when you think about you know If we we're still thinking about websites in terms of like oh it's five pages and it's this and it's that and it's pixels that are displayed on a screen like you're missing out on so like on the whole part of like this is a revenue generating asset in someone's business regardless of whether it's a e-commerce web capable website or not and I think that that's like the shift is designers and web designers that we get to make about our work and the things that we create. It's like thinking about like, what are all the ways this can create money for somebody and value and value for their business and their clients, even if this website doesn't accept credit card payments. Right.
1: (laughs) Right. Like I don't have any of those like big stories of like a million dollar launch or, you know, 8% 8% conversions, but it's, it's so much more for this type of business to just know that it all matches and it all works.
0: And it's just not a problem or something on their to-do list anymore. Yep. Ah, oh, beautiful. So what advice do you have for someone who is listening to this, whose business looks like they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm right now where Caitlin was. What is some advice that you would give them?
1: I think it's all about mindset at the end of the day. And I think that I didn't know that at the beginning. And again, it's still something I'm actively working on, both in the coaching group with you, but trying to start journaling out more. I just started The Artist's Way and that's already bringing up crazy stuff in my brain. And so I think that so much of business is mindset. and then energy like the energy that I put into it that I show up every day or on the days that I don't want to show up I accept it because that is the freedom that I've chosen but it's the energy you put into it because people buy people and Mm. so I have never in in my whole life until the last two years I've had multiple if not 10 plus people comment on my energy and nobody has ever like If I get into a room with them, they're always like, you just have the best energy. And I'm like, and so like, that is just for me, that is like the huge shift is that like, I'm stepping into a totally different person because of the mindsets and the coaching and the idea that if you're freelancing and you're building a business, don't try and do it alone. And that doesn't mean hire a contractor. It means support system.
0: Wow. That is like, like, that is the perfect place to wrap up this episode. I have one more question for you before we do. Um, and I ask this to everyone that comes on the show. And that's what belief about yourself did you have to change to get where you are today?
1: That I'm worth it. I mean, I feel like that's like the whole like thread of this whole episode. But that people will pay for this. And that it is also t- to consistently try and separate the product from me. And I struggled that my whole design career. I think also as an artist, that's really hard. <laughs> and so... That is still the challenge today, but that I constantly work on that piece is that if they give bad feedback, it doesn't mean that they hate me. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. If they give bad feedback, that doesn't mean they hate me. Oh, so good. Where can everyone go to connect with you, learn more about you, see your gorgeous website?
1: So my website is CaitlinHarrisonCreative.com and that's kind of where the hub is. I also do, if you do CaitlinHerson.com slash coffee, if you want to just chat with me and not do a full consult, you can do that.
0: Amazing. So we'll link all of that up in the show notes. And Caitlin, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, so if you're ready to stop undercharging and overworking, if you want to take back control of your time, work only with the dreamiest of clients, and make more money as a web designer than you ever thought possible, get started now by going to webdesigneracademy.com and joining our waitlist. We'll send you exclusive teachings from the current Web Designer Academy so you can start applying our concepts now, and you'll be first to know when enrollment opens up again so that you can work with us to completely transform your web design business.